0: Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kamisha Lucier, and I'm here with my beloved husband, John. And we're so glad to be spending this time with you. Welcome back. We're glad you're here. And we're looking forward to getting into the word today. So before we open up this episode, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just love you and we thank you. We thank you that your grace abounds and your mercy abounds towards us every single day and that you are the Lord God Almighty, the Lord Most High. You are the one who is more than more than enough. You are El Shaddai. You are the Lord of our miracles. And we just thank you for those miracles every single day. We thank you for your faithfulness, God, and we thank you that you abound in goodness and truth and mercy. We appreciate your love and we just wanna take the time to exhort Exalt your name in our eyes, Jesus, that there is no name that is greater than your name and that your name, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that you are Lord. And we willingly confess that you're Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you for the listeners. I thank you for their hearts, Lord, being open to you, their minds being stayed on you, Jesus, and open and committed to the growing and faithfulness towards your name and your purpose in their lives. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just bind stagnation in the hearts and the minds of your people, I bind distraction, I bind diversion of their attention away from you, Lord, as being their source. And the one that they call on in not just times of trouble, but for their daily bread, for everything that they ever need, and that they come to know you as the faithful God, not because you need to show up, but because they are now showing up and taking hold and partaking of the things that you've already laid before them. Lord, I just thank you that you have prepared a table before them while they are yet in the presence of their enemies and you've anointed them with oil and their cup runs over, Lord, but surely your goodness and your mercy will follow them all the days of their life and they will dwell in your house forever, Lord. I thank you for leading them in paths of righteousness for your name. Sake And I just thank you, Lord. We just we ask you and we believe you for it. And we decree and declare that your kingdom come on this earth right here and right now and as it is in heaven and that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord, and that you will continue to be faithful as you always are. And we will continue to take hold of and walk in the faithfulness that you are providing for us. But that's rightfully due as our service of worship towards you, Lord. We thank you for safety and safekeeping. We thank you for protection and deliverance on every front. And we just thank you, Lord, for wisdom. You're releasing your spirit of wisdom and counsel to us as we proceed through your word. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, to teach us. And we just ask you to guide us into all truth as you are always faithful to do. And we just thank you for that right here and right now, Lord. In Jesus' almighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we are back to our lesson about the target of our warfare. We're still continuing on that segment. And uh, we're talking about, we're picking up where we left off in the last episode, talking about the difference between a lack of wisdom, opening the door to the adversary and a blatant enemy attack where the, the adversary is just attacking with no cause, no purpose, no open doors. And he's just doing it because he's a bad devil. There is, um, there were three points that we talked about in the last episode. The first one was a lack of wisdom. Second was disobedience, and third was an adversarial attack. That's um, not prompted by any any particular thing; just the adversary seeing that the Lord is moving, and he's you know a bad devil, and he does bad things. So, um, darling, did you want to say something to start us off this evening?
1: Well, we were in discussing disobedience, but um, mm-hmm. you had given a couple scriptures, and mm-hmm. the. I was to end out the last episode, but um, we did not cover them. So why don't we cover them now?
0: All right. That sounds like a plan. Uh,
1: I believe you started with Malachi 3, 7 through 11. So if I may, it says, from the days of your fathers, you have turned aside from my statutes and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you say, how shall we return? "'Will a man rob God, yet you are robbing me? "'But you say, how how have we robbed you? "'In tithes and offerings. "'You are cursed with a curse, "'for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. "'Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, "'so that there may be food in my house, "'and test me now in this,' says the Lord of hosts. "'If I will not open up for you the windows of heaven "'and pour out for you a blessing,' until it overflows then I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of the ground nor will your vine in the field cast its grapes says the lord of hosts
0: amen so okay when the lord was talking to them here he was telling them and I know you've you've probably heard this preached during Offering time and, you know, in regards to paying tithes. But the bigger focus of what the Lord was saying here was that they were being disobedient. And he was telling them where and in what way they had been disobedient. Um, There are times in scripture.
1: Actually, he says it through the the entirety of chapter three and four. Mm -hmm. He tells them all the ways they have been disobedient. And... He starts with saying, I'm I'm sending my messenger, right, this is the beginning of chapter three, mm-hmm. who's going to clear the way for me. He's going to prepare or make ready a people prepared for the Lord and, and talks about how that is. It's not just in finances. It's in every area and aspect of your life, right? We're talking about being God's warriors. Well, if he's your Lord and Savior, then he's Lord and Savior of every area and aspect of your life. You cannot be... An elite warrior for the Lord, part of his end-time army, and and I say, an elite warrior in his end-time army, if he is not, does not have command and say in everything pertaining to you.
0: Amen. Amen. That's absolutely correct. Um, So in Deuteronomy 28, um, if you go and read that chapter, it starts off by saying, Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. So the Lord is specific about all, right? (laughs) And that the command of obedience is what connects us to the blessing, but in this particular um, verse, there is that conversation of, well, how are we missing you, God? Because in their minds, we're doing everything. We're doing what you told us to do. And, um, but God is saying, no, you're not doing that. And they were seeing the results. They were seeing the markers that the adversary was present in the land. hmm that they were not connected to the blessing, but yet saying, well, I don't know what the problem is. Well, in all things, God always tells us what the concern is, what what we're missing so that we can correct it and move forward. Amen. So th- the area that they were missing it in this regard, because they're um, in verse 11, it says... Um, that the Lord would rebuke the devourer for our sakes that the, for their sake that he, the destroyer would not destroy the fruit of their ground. So obviously they were seeing that their fruit was being destroyed, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field. So obviously their vines were not producing and, um, all the nations will call you blessed. Obviously that's not what they were experiencing. So if we're seeing the telltale signs that the adversary is afoot, right? We're seeing evidence that we're not connected to the blessing. There's always a reason. So the Lord was in this chapter more so than focusing on you better pay tithes or I'm going to be mad at you. He was saying, you're missing obeying me in this regard.
1: And there were a number of regards, right? You can Mm -hmm. look at, I mean, right from the beginning, right? Chapter one, talking about how there was no love for the Lord, Mm -hmm. right? Then the sin of the priests, and then they were, the priests were going to be disciplined. Right, Mm -hmm. And then he's talking about the the family dynamic and there was sin throughout there and with divorce and everything else. And Mm -hmm. so he was saying, each of you is is going and doing your own things, Mm -hmm. which has brought you to this state. You're not listening to me, right? Bring the whole tithe, right? Time, talents, and treasures, right? Before the Lord, bring everything that pertains to you before the Lord. Whatever he says about it, that's what it is. And it got to the point where, again, this is still in chapter 3, <clears throat> where because of their arrogance to the Lord, their, even though they're saying, oh, no, we're we're doing everything, it appeared as though the wicked were being blessed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'll mm-hmm. say abundantly in relation to that or in comparison to them. But then mm-hmm. the Lord's saying, no, no, no. And then you get to this part about the book of remembrance. He's like, these are the ones that are mine, right? He makes that distinguishing difference. The ones that are mine do these things, mm-hmm. right? They prepare themselves as my own possession. They, I am their God and they are my people. And then he's like, hey, I'm going to send someone, right? I want to send or <laughs> well, he first tells them, remember the law of Moses, right? Remember what Moses wrote concerning the Lord. And then he says, I'm going to send Elijah the prophet before the great and terrible day of the Lord. Because this is what he's going to do. He's going to teach you about me, right? Restoring the hearts of the f- children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. So it's all about coming back to the Lord fully. But you Amen. see, you see all the different ways in which they were disobedient, not just in finances.
0: Amen. But for this particular, so anytime that the adversary, we talked about the open door that can be presented to the adversary. Um, like leaving, if you know robbers are lurking outside, don't <laughs> leave your doors open and your windows open with your valuables in plain sight, you know. Make yourself, um, <laughs> make yourself a hard target. And don't and don't leave, you know. Walk out and leave all those things open and, you know, don't put a sign in front of it that says available, right? You you guard against those things. So we talked about a lack of wisdom and we looked, in the last episode, we looked at David's life and kind of ran through how he went through each of these phases. Um when he used wisdom, and then he lacked using wisdom, and then fell into disobedience, and then the adversary, you know, went through his, his household. But the specifics of what we're talking about in Malachi chapter 3 are also akin to Revelation when he talks to the churches. Mm-hmm. Each of the churches was out of alignment with the Lord, but they were all out of alignment in different ways. Well, the so, exception
1: of Philadelphia, but
0: yes. Right, right. I'm sorry. So, but he, even for them, he said, hold fast to what you have because if you don't, so there was still a problem afoot because they were clearly on the verge of letting go of what they had There it is. because he felt the need to warn them. And by say felt the need, he knew that he needed to warn them. So he knew exactly where they were. So, um, each of them had different issues, Hmm. but each of them would have missed heaven. And so for example, um, you, you may not have, or one of the churches may not have had an issue with idolatry being what separated them from the Lord. They may have been tithing, but they were um, worshiping idols, right? But another church may not have been tithing and not worshiping idols.
1: But they were engaged in sexual immorality or, or whatever, whatever it
0: was. So there were different areas that they needed to bring back into alignment. So what I'm trying to highlight here is that as we are warriors of God, it's important that we find out, you know, especially if you're seeing evidence of not being connected to the blessing, you see evidence of the adversary running ruckshod, touching things, destroying things. It's important that we are able to ask, that we ask the Holy Spirit, why is this happening? Not why God, not that kind of why, <laughs> but what's this, what's going on here? Which one is it, Lord? Is it a lack of wisdom that opened the door? Did I open the door to the adversary? Am I being disobedient in any way or is this a no fault attack from the adversary? And we're looking at scripture so that we can see examples of where God highlighted these things. So we know the underlying way to behave because the natural minded Christian and the natural minded human just goes, God, you're doing this to me and it's your fault. And it's not God's fault because he made us autonomous beings beings that have the ability to choose and the right to choose and it's on us it's on us it's our responsibility to put our foot on the devil because Christ has already done that and he's seated at the right hand of the father so as we are focused on the who the target of our warfare is we also have to understand the ways that grant access and how to deal with them so some of them are easy if i know that i'm the reason it's me operating in a lack of wisdom that's opening the door for the adversary. I can close that, right? What's wisdom Lord? Tell me, you know, how to behave wisely. I can pursue wisdom. It doesn't relate to anybody else. And also you'll need to understand this when you minister to other people and the word of God is first for you. It's first for me. And then I can share it with someone else. So I had to master these things in my own life before I could teach you about it. Right. Um, so understanding that, if it's me that's operating in a lack of wisdom binding the devil and casting him out isn't really the answer the proper tool in that regard if i have not first yet closed the door right and and committed to operating in wisdom and then said lord what do you say about this how do i behave myself how do i carry my my activities in wisdom how do i do this wisely and then i do what you ask me to do god mm-hmm. that's the answer shut the door to the adversary now you can bind him and in, in the The activities and cast him out, right? Jesus
1: said constantly throughout the Gospels, and go and sin no more, right? To all these people that were healed, that were right, it was Mm -hmm. go and sin no more
0: because you are the door on this. That's it. At this point, you're the door on this, right? So we need to understand that that's not just that language is not there just for fancy purposes, right? It's not because so Jesus could sound eloquent and sound awesome. Even though he does, that's not the reason that he said that he was dealing with the source and the cause of what was binding the people, what was giving the adversary entrance to their life. And so as ministers, when we go to minister to someone or someone asks us for prayer, we don't just start praying what we think they want to have prayed for. We don't just start praying what we feel that they should have or what we want to have come about. We start praying by first going, Lord, what's going on here? What's the cause of this? And Holy Spirit, what do you have to say? Because sometimes the person has opened the door to the adversary. Sometimes they're being disobedient. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just the adversary attacking them. And then once we start with those kind of questions, and we need to ask follow-on questions, if the Lord says um, they were disobedient concerning... um, I asked them to share this with their neighbor and they did not do that, right? David asked God why there was a drought in the land at one mm-hmm. point and he said, oh, it was because of what Saul did, King Saul did. And so likewise, if okay, if, if God identifies as a, a factor of disobedience, okay, disobedience where? And in what regard, right? Then, Concerning then- what topic?
1: How do we correct? It? What do then, I say? What do I do?
0: And then what do we need to do from here? What's mm. my role in this? Especially if you're ministering to someone else, what do you want me to say, Lord? Do I just report it to them? Tell them what's the corrective action. And then what do I say to them, Lord? If it's just you that he's talking about, you know, if you're con- asking him concerning your own life, then if he tells you you're being disobedient and then he identifies where, then how do I correct it? Don't run off without him. Mm-hmm. First stand and agree, Lord, I'm sorry that I, I was disobedient and I agreed to go your way, Lord. Now show me the way forward. Okay, don't try to make it right based on your mindset, because your mindset is what got you there to begin with in the first place. And that's all humanity. That's not (laughs) any one, you know, it's not not um, directed at any. Exactly. And it's not unique to any one person. Every human being aside from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ has found themselves in this place at one time.
1: Uh. I'm right. looking myself with the same, or actually harsher tenacity than anyone else.
0: I tell you what, and I'm telling you what the Lord had to first tell me mm-hmm. and get me. <laughs> but, well, in line when we on say any- it
1: applies to us first, uh, I mean it applies to me for my life first. Absolutely,
0: and, and this is something we walk in and we put effort and diligence to walk in daily. Mm-hmm. It's you know it gets easier as you practice this, um, but it is it is what it is. It is where it is. Um, so, let's go and look at. Now an example of just the adversary attacking because he's a bad devil.
1: The enemy does what the enemy does.
0: Amen to that. Let's look at Acts chapter 16. All right. And we're going to read verses 16 through 19 again.
1: So it says, It happened that as we were going to the place of prayer, a slave girl having a spirit of divination met us, who was bringing her masters much profit by fortune telling. Following after Paul and us, She kept crying out, saying, These men are bondservants of the Most High God, who are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. She continued doing this for many days. But Paul was greatly annoyed, and turned and said to the spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out at that very moment. But when her masters saw that their hope of profit was gone, they seized Paul and Silas, and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. And when they had brought them to the chief magistrates, they said, These men are throwing our city into confusion, being Jews, and are proclaiming customs, which it is not lawful for us to accept or to observe, being Romans. (laughs) And then in verse 22, it says, The crowd rose up together against them, and the chief magistrates tore their robes off them and proceeded to order them to be beaten with rods. All right. And, and so if you keep continued.
0: Mhm. And if you keep reading, this is where Paul and Silas um were in prison and they were praying and singing hymns and the Lord opened the door for them um you know, had their chains fall off, opened the door for them mm-hmm. supernaturally and Paul had the opportunity to minister. Amen. Um now, let's let's link this together, this section. So the first part we we talked about this in a in a previous episode that Um, the Lord had told him, you know, how to separate the person from the wicked spirit behind the activities, right? We saw that with the the girl that he cast the demon out of in the name of Jesus. But then these people who rose up against him to attack him and to, um, put him in prison and have him beaten and all that stuff. They were also inspired by wicked spirits. But this is not something that Paul precipitated by a lack of wisdom or with mm-hmm. disobedience to the Lord. He was where the Lord told him to be, doing what the Lord told him to do, and this was the adversary attacking him because the adversary is bad and he does bad things. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So we're going to connect this with Second Corinthians chapter twelve, um, verses seven through twelve, or seven through ten. I'm sorry, seven through
1: ten. All right, and it says because of the surpassing greatness of the revelations for this reason to keep me from exalting myself there was given to me a thorn in the flesh a messenger of satan to torment me to keep me from exalting myself concerning this i employed the lord implored excuse me implored the lord 3 times that it might leave me and he has said to me my grace is sufficient for you for power is perfected in weakness Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weakness, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am well content with weakness, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong.
0: Okay. So let's look at this scripture. And I know, depending on where you've grown up in, um, I'll say, the church or things of that nature, you may have read that or heard that to say that god was punishing or making paul suffer a little bit so that paul wouldn't get the big head or exalt himself too much but the reality of what this is saying and the the truth behind it is that the messenger of satan is not, also not sickness or disease it was literally these people beating him and following huh, him right. from city to city causing and stirring up a tumult and causing paul to be beaten and and physically mistreated in an effort to discourage Paul from continuing in the gospel. So the wicked spirits were trying to keep the name of Jesus Christ from being elevated. You look at the commonality through the book of Acts. It was, don't preach in this name. Uh-huh. Um, be quiet. To and, Peter
1: and John and to others, but, right?
0: And right. And not just to Paul. It was to the towards the name of Jesus Christ that the wicked spirits were trying to suppress because exactly. why? He's the way, the truth, and the life. And the people that were cooperating with the wicked spirits were cooperating with the plan to suppress the name of Jesus Christ, which is also why in Acts they were talking about, well, he's trying to teach customs that we're not lawful to follow Mm -hmm. right that's why they said that because they were being inspired by hell we could just summarize it like that wicked spirits demonic activity to try to keep down overthrow and suppress the power of god coming through the name of jesus christ because he's the way the truth and the life and you look at that even today you can list any other god but jesus christ why
1: actually you can even say god but as soon as you state jesus the name of Jesus, Mm -hmm. and Jesus as the Christ, the Mm -hmm. Messiah, the anointed Mm -hmm. one, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden people have issues. There's no mistaking it at that point. And it doesn't matter if it's uh, the not yet believers Mm -hmm. or it's people that are supposed to know the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. Look at Stephen in the book of Acts with the Mm -hmm. Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. They were
1: participating in alignment with Satan, the adversary.
0: Absolutely. And you know, I think you've heard me say this before, the devil will not take a day off on a technicality just because people don't realize they are literally being used by the devil doesn't mean he's going to stop using them. If anybody provides a pathway and a means for the devil to work through their flesh, he's going to take it. And the people will be left to have to do that repentance before the Lord or the consequence of that action of being used by the devil. So it's our job to be aware Right. Not be ignorant of yeah. Satan's devices and to close that off that make that that's not even a pathway. So he can't use us to do anything to anybody else. And we're not leaving a door or making an opportunity for him through our flesh to bring destruction into our own lives. Um, But. Back to what we we're talking about in Acts, there was a common theme that kept coming up. Don't preach in the name of Jesus Christ. So the messenger of Satan that was there to buffet his flesh was trying to not suppress Paul per se, because Paul was so wonderful and he was, um, you know, in and of himself, but it was the name of Jesus Christ. It was a message of salvation in the name and in the Lord Jesus Christ that Paul was carrying that the devil was trying to get out right? And if the devil could beat Paul enough, he would get Paul to stop talking eventually, right? That's the goal. If he could wear out the saint, he could get the saint to quit on his job and his mission and his ministry. And that would stop the message of Christ from going forward. So do you understand that? Like the reality and the truth of what's actually being said in the
1: scripture? And and that's what it's preparing you for. Again, this is God's warriors for his end time army. Amen. Right? That's what it says about in Revelation. He will wear out or Grind down, right? Wear down the saints. That's
0: he, what he's attempting so what, to do, but goal. we don't have to be ground down. We Amen. can stand firm, right? We read that in Ephesians. Stand, um, you and, know, having gird your waist.
1: And doing all there is, therefore stand. stand, stand or stand, stand therefore, stand, depending stand. on your translation.
0: So this is all to help us stand, so that by um, the Spirit of the Lord, and the power that God supplies in the name of Jesus Christ and our understanding of what's going on. Now we are becoming equipped that we can do the work and we can last and we can endure and not just barely crawling over the finish line, but I mean, coming with power and grace and the glory of the Lord into whatever we're doing. Um, So in verse nine of second Corinthians 12, it says, my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Now, That's not him just suffering through it and just going, okay, I'll swallow it. No, this was a connection to the revelation that he got that you don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right? But I have weapons that for your warfare that you're going to be able to do, but they're not natural weapons. They're mighty through God. They are spiritual weapons for pulling down strongholds, casting out vain imaginations and ruling over the work and the power of the adversary through the name of Jesus Christ. So, um, bringing into the captivity of Christ anything that exalts his name against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So that we're 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 walking in that. That's what we're doing here in this um God's Warrior series. So then you understand that Paul got some understanding and some revelation to tap into not saying God just get the come the, have the rapture come now <laughs> just just bring the rapture here because I'm ready to go not just giving up his life and forfeiting it and dying oh, not no. quitting but taking up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tech, taking up those spiritual weapons and using them skillfully to bring deliverance excellence and the power of God now he had to do that with patience and understanding and diligence to continue to endure and move forward but he did it nonetheless
1: but he stood and demonstrated mm-hmm. what a warrior of the Lord looks like.
0: Amen. Amen. And him being a warrior did not keep him from going to prison in, in the mm-hmm. way of going to Rome because God sent him there. But God didn't That's send it. him to be beaten and brutalized because Christ took that, remember? Amen. But he sent him to prison. He and sent you see him to go
1: accomplish the mission He had for him there or that operation.
0: Exactly. And that that pathway that God had for him gave him access to the entire kingdom. Because he was working for, <laughs> or being cared for by the uh, the guards, Caesar's guards, the palace guards, and things of that nature. But you see how God treated him when when mm-hmm. Paul was in God's plan, he was treated very well. I mean, like uncommonly well for a prisoner. At his own house, had visitors. You know,
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely,
0: exactly. So, um, that is an example of the adversary just attacking because he's bad. So we need to know how to um, stay targeted in our focus, right? Taking it to the adversary, but how we need to approach and deal with the situation because every category has its own methodology that the Lord has provided. If you're opening the door, close the door. How easy is that? (laughs) If you're being disobedient, don't be disobedient. How easy is that? And if the mm-hmm. adversary is just attacking because he's bad, then bind him up and cast him out in the almighty name of Jesus Christ. Well, I think we are at the end of our time for this episode. But, oh, honey, you had something you wanted to say? Yeah, I
1: was going to say, um, you and I were talking about a process. Uh, oh. I think we should, I'll say, reveal the process to the listeners. Um, it's in Proverbs 4. Um, I'll read verses 7 through 13. So okay. That, I think that that absolutely matters just before we, before we go. Okay. It says the beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. And with all your acquiring, get understanding, prize her and she will exalt you. She will honor you. If you embrace her, she will place on your head, a garland of grace. She will present you with a crown of beauty. Hear, my son, and accept my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have directed you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in upright paths. When you walk, your steps will not be impeded. And if you run, you will not stumble. Take hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life.
0: Amen. And so here's wisdom being presented here and today in this episode of knowing the difference between a lack of wisdom opening the door for the adversary, disobedience opening the door for the adversary, or if the adversary is just attacking. And we're going to just kind of round this off since we're covering that last part, <laughs> that last point there with James um, chapter four, verse
1: seven. It says, the end of all things is near.
0: James chapter four, baby.
1: Oh, sorry. That was Peter. (laughs) Forgive me. (laughs) I I thought I had the right place, but clearly I
0: did not. My Bible was turned to Peter too. And so I had to go back to James. So I'll have to check in with the Holy Spirit about that later.
1: (laughs) All right. James chapter four, verse seven. I have it this time. Okay. Submit therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you.
0: Amen. Now, how does that conclude this process? We talked about... Um, the different categories and, and that wisdom is being presented to you through this God's Warrior series training and through this particular episode as well of how to um, understand not only the target, but different ways that the target has access. So wisdom says, here's the information that you need. Here's the answer. Take it and it will be a blessing to you and it'll help you walk without co- being encumbered without chains around your ankles. It'll help you run and not fall down. Uh And then this verse sums it up and rounds it all together. (laughs) Submit to God because his plan is to give you wisdom. His plan is to provide the information for you that you need to be successful. Don't try to make your own pathway. Don't try to go another (laughs) way. Don't insist that God make an exception for you, but instead, Submit to him, humble yourself to him. Say, yes, God, I, Lord, I'll go your way. I thank you. I receive this wisdom, this counsel, and this information right now from the study and then resist the devil. If you've opened the door, shut it. If you're being disobedient, don't be disobedient anymore. Now be obedient, right? And if the adversary is just attacking Bind him in the almighty name of Jesus Christ. Get counsel from the Lord through all of these steps. Absolutely. And whichever one, ask the Holy Spirit, what's happening? I see this evidence of the devil doing this in my life or the life of someone I love, or I know, why is this happening? And then what do you want me to do about it, Lord? How do you want me to go about it?
1: Allow the Lord to do the threat assessment for you.
0: Because he knows. He always knows, (laughs) right?
1: But, But also in doing a threat assessment, he provides the solutions. This is where the issues are, mm-hmm. and this is what you need to do to fix them.
0: Exactly what you need to do to fix it. it. You don't need to do anything else besides exactly. that. Don't try to be creative. Don't get fancy. Don't try to twirl around and throw your sword <laughs> in the air and catch it. Just, <laughs> just do what the Lord <laughs> said to do, and it will be well with you, and you will always succeed. You will Amen. never have a failure, because that, that's what faith actually is. Just doing what the Lord asked you to do. Well, okay, now, (laughs) now, is it okay if we close this episode, honey? Absolutely. Okay. All right. Now we're so glad that you are here with us. And, you know, we just want to encourage you to apply the word. We're doing this not so just you can have knowledge and know stuff. It's so that you can apply the word of God. It's so that you can be effective and you can become that elite force for the Lord, that exceptional warrior of God. So we love you. God bless you, and remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. Want to know more about A Day of Prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on Connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says Subscribe.